It's good to see all of you here this morning. Welcome. Welcome. Good to have all of you here today. Uh, I'm Len. I'm one of the pastors here, and I'm so glad I get to join you this morning. Uh, good to have each of you here today. Hey, today we continue and actually finish our series that we've been uh, going through called My Big Fat Mouth. And if this is your first weekend here as a guest, first off, welcome. It's good to have you here today. But if any of you missed either of the, the first two weeks, I would just encourage you uh, to go back and, and uh, catch up on them if you would. We hit some pretty cool topics. The first week we started with complaining. Uh, the next week we talked about criticizing. And both of these topics touch so much, so many of us, uh, just more than we realize. And so it's very, a good thing to go back and catch on, and it would be, be worth your while to do so. We have CDs in the back still, uh, or you could listen online from our website. So I would really encourage you to do that. This week, we're going to end the series by talking about gossip. And a topic that most of us don't think really applies to us, I think by the time the day's over, we might all think a little differently. So... Gossip is, is really huge in our society, and, and we really have an entire segment of the entertainment industry devoted to it. Extra, extra, and access, and entertainment tonight, and, and websites like BuzzFeed, and magazines, and newspapers like People, and The Inquirer, because, you know, inquiring minds, they want to know, right? And so, so we've got all of that happening, an entire industry called entertainment news, but it's not. It's gossip. And then the fights that keep reality television exciting to a lot of people are fueled by what? Gossip. And so it's just there, everywhere. We can't really escape it. And likely all of us could say we know somebody who gossips, right? And you've probably heard a little bit of gossip yourself. And maybe if you're self-aware and honest, you'd say, you know, I've had some gossip come out of my mouth uh, from time to time. Whatever the case is, gossip is rampant. It's everywhere. And we hear it all the time, and we know that it's wrong, but why do we keep doing it? Well, the Bible speaks to it very clearly when it says this. The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. And it's so true, isn't it? I mean, you can be in a, a conversation, just a regular old conversation with somebody talking, and all of a sudden somebody says something like, hey, did you hear about? And you go, what? You know, you just want to, what? What did you hear about? And, and you're like, what happened? What did they do? And did so-and-so know? And, and we should go tell somebody, and we should do something about that, right? You know, choice morsels. It's like potato chips. You can't just have one. You got to keep having more and more of that stuff. And that's what gossip is. You just, it just feeds and you got to have more of it. And as the saying goes, a lie can travel halfway around the world before the truth gets its boots on. And that's especially true with uh, social media. I mean, just a matter of a swipe or a click on a post and all of a sudden the entire world knows everything. It's out there. And so the horrible thing about gossip is that the more that it's shared in all of its various forms as it's shared over and over again, the more it actually becomes sort of accepted as truth, right? And so a lot of this stuff that goes flying around in conversations, you know, it might not matter much. It might be kind of just silliness. Um, but those of us um, who have been stung by gossip, 
we know that the pain that it can inflict. And so maybe for you, you've lost a friendship over some gossip that somebody shared, or maybe something really, really embarrassing got out, and, um, and you're just dealing with that. And you realize that gossip is no laughing matter. It can sting because those choice morsels sink deep into a person's heart. Now the problem with gossip many times is that it's really hard to understand when we're actually doing it. Sometimes it's even disguised as a prayer request. Hey, you know what? We need to pray for so-and-so. What? (laughs) And all of a sudden it turns right there, doesn't it? It's like, we need to pray for Michael. I mean, you know, he's been hanging out a lot with this Karen, that new hire at work. And, and well, you know, she's a little, you know, and they've been working late, if you know what I mean, working late, huh? We should really pray for their marriage. Pure evil. Pure evil. Disguised in something really good. And sometimes people will say, but, but if it's true... If it's true, it's not gossip. Well, Craig Rochelle said this, and it's a great rule to live by. He says, everything that is said must be true. But not everything that is true must be said. Hear that. Everything that is true, I mean, everything that is said must be true. There should be no falsehoods coming out of our mouths ever. But just because it's true doesn't mean we need to be saying it right? Message done. That's all we need. If we lived by that principle alone, that would change our lives. But since you're here, let's go on and keep talking about gossip, right? Learn a little bit more about this. Because that's an important thing for us to capture. Most of us think that gossip's only about sharing falsehoods, lies, or rumors without basis. But gossip is also sharing truths when it's really nobody's business. I'm sorry, but we don't need to know everything about everybody. And there is a delicate balance between privacy and transparency, and the war is waging fiercely in our society right now. And honestly, I don't know where that line gets drawn. Certainly it's different for different peoples and levels of leadership and how much we need to know about stuff in their past, perhaps. But I don't need to know everything. And I certainly don't need to be the one sharing it. Right? And if there is something in me, if there is something in you that kind of gets a buzz, a little bit of a high from hearing or sharing something about someone else, then that's a clear sign that you are participating in gossip. And you've crossed a line. As I said a couple weeks back, the Bible tells us that our words have the power of both life and death. The question becomes, what do you want to be known for? Do you want to be known for somebody speaking life and encouragement and building someone up or tearing them down and bringing shame and and distress and death to them? Now, I would expect that that would be an easy answer. Of course, we want to be people that want to build others up. But in my experience, I have seen people over the years who actually do thrive on tearing other people down. And that hurts people. And so as we look today at gossip, we're going to take a look at a few uh, different people that are hurt by gossip. 
who does gossip hurt? Well, first, it hurts the person that it's spoken about. The Bible says a troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. And some of you know exactly what that verse is talking about. You've been been separated from a really close friendship or maybe even a a family member uh, because of gossip, somebody sharing something that they shouldn't have. And when we entrust and reveal uh, things to someone and give them our confidence, it hurts. And it hurts in a couple ways. The first is it's because the secret's out, right? A, a crush we had perhaps as a kid or a dream we hoped for or, or maybe something more significant like an addiction we struggle with or a problem in our marriage. And when that gets out, we feel shame and embarrassment and it hurts. But second, it hurts because of the betrayal itself. Often it's not the content of what is shared but the fact that trust has been broken and somebody shared something at all. And, and, uh, and so we long for these safe and trustworthy people in our lives. And so when they break that confidence, it hurts. And so that's why we really value this idea of confidentiality uh, in our life groups and really encourage people to be confidential when something is shared with them. And so if you have been a victim of gossip, uh, right now I just want to say I'm really sorry. Because I know that hurts. That's a difficult thing to go through and process and to experience. And I'm sorry that that's been part of your experience. I know that it may have made it more difficult for you to trust someone again. But God wants you to live in freedom. And because of that, you feel forced to go even deeper into your secrets and hide them from others. And that's not the best that God wants for you. And so I call on you to find a way to forgive, a way to continue on a path towards openness with people. Perhaps you may not be able to trust that particular person again, but I encourage you to realize that there are safe people and to find relationships that you can have that will be life-giving to you as people uh, obey and honor your trust. So next, gossip hurts the listener. Yes, gossip hurts the person that's hearing it. Look at what the Bible says. Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Liars pay close attention to slander. Wrongdoers easily or eagerly listen to gossip. Or you could say it this way. If you're listening to gossip, you're doing something wrong. Gossip's not a one-way street. It can only happen when it's welcomed. And if you allow someone to share information or run down your friend or your family member or whoever it is, even an acquaintance, you are welcoming what they are saying by your inaction. And you've become a party to gossip. So if you listen to gossip, if you entertain that conversation, you're being put in that place where you're participating in something that's wrong. And that hurts you. And so then last, gossip hurts the speaker. When arguing with your neighbor, the Bible says, don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip and you will never regain your good reputation. And a reputation's an important thing, isn't it? How you live your life determines what what opportunities open up to you. If you're a gossip and, and begin to be thought of as unsafe with people's trust, well, guess what? Opportunities close down for you. And not just in personal relationships. This spills over into careers as well. 
When someone begins, when they come up to me and they begin to share something and gossip to me about somebody else, what do I, I begin to think, what are they going to say about me when they go on to the next person? I don't trust that person. I don't begin to share back with them about anything serious because they've revealed something about themselves. The reality is, is that when you talk badly about somebody else who's not around, it reveals a lot more about who you are than about what you're saying about that other person. And as you can see, gossip really hurts everybody. And in fact, there's a fourth person that it really hurts. It's not truly a person. But gossip hurts God's church. Gossip hurts the church. And so there's no place for it. We want to make sure that it doesn't continue. So how do we stop? How do we stop gossip? Well, I want to share, really, you know, as you just read them or think about them, they sound very simple. I want to share three simple steps that we could take, but they're anything but simple. The reality is, is they'll, they'll be challenging to apply and live out in our lives if, if we're really honest about it. Because choice morsels, you know, they're hard to give up. We like those, right? And they've gone deep into our heart. And, and in fact, they're kind of an insidious addiction in and of themselves. And, and it's a difficult process to let go of, to change our behaviors. And so it's going to take some prayer. It's going to take some serious reliance on God. And, and so it's, it's gonna, we have to partner with God in this process. But here they are. The first is guard your ears. Okay, sounds simple, right? We're going to guard our ears. If you feel like a conversation has turned to gossip, we'll stop the conversation. Don't entertain it. Don't listen to it. And you can stop someone sharing gossip with you with one question. Here's the magic bullet question. Just one question. It's really that easy. Ask them this. Why are you telling me this? That will stop them right, right in their tracks. Now, you don't have to be all jerky and judgmental when you ask the question, like, why are you telling me this, you know? Just, but honestly ask. Flip the conversation. And, and, and once you pause the conversation and begin to look at motives, what's behind your need to tell me this right now? When you begin to ask them that question, it may lead to a deeper conversation about motives and insecurities, and, and you can encourage them to give that over to God and pray with them even at that moment. You can flip that whole thing around, bringing it back on their heart. Why do they feel the need to share that? Now, maybe that question's a bit too direct for some of you. I understand that that may feel a bit in your face, and I, I don't think I could do that. Well, here's a softer approach that you could use, but still it's a one-question thing. And you could begin to turn it around by asking this question, hey, have you had a chance to talk to so-and-so about that? That will also stop it, and likely their answer will be no. Well, then you could start to reply, well, then maybe you should talk to them about this matter. Case closed, subject done, change, move on to a different thing in the conversation. And Jesus teaches us that method specifically in a slightly different context, but it works here too. He's talking about the conflict between two believers, and here's what he says. If another believer sins against you, Go privately and point out that offense. If the other person listens and confesses, you have won that person back. 
Now the point is, that's not specifically about gossip, but the, the application that we can take from that passage of behavior is that basically he's telling us to not widen the circle. Stay direct with the person that you feel you have a concern about. If you feel so concerned about what that person's doing in their life, then go to them. Don't take it out and broadcast it to others. Go back to them. And perhaps that concern can be changed and you could be part of a healing situation for them in their life. And so that's what Jesus is teaching us. So what are we going to do? We're going to guard our ears. But honestly, sometimes, even when we try to stop people from gossiping, they still want to go on and they don't want to shut their big fat mouth, right? And so what do we do at that point if they don't stop and they just keep going on? Well, in that case, we may have to distance ourselves in that relationship. We may even have to get to a point of ending that relationship entirely. The Bible says this, that a gossip goes around telling secrets. So don't hang out with chatterers. Don't hang out with them. It gets even stronger in this passage. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. In other words, as the saying says, you're known by the company you keep. You're known by the company you keep. So if you continue to entertain gossips as friends, you will ultimately become known as one yourself because reputations splatter Behaviors become shared. That's what happens. It's human nature. So first, guard your ears, and then next, close your mouth. Simple, right? Just shut our mouths. That's what we need to do. And it's, it's simple, but it's effective. And the Bible, in its great wisdom, says this. Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut, and you'll stay out of trouble. Isn't that a great verse? In fact, that's a great memory verse. Let's all say this together. Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut, and you'll stay out of trouble. Now, you know what? That has great far and wide application beyond just gossip, because there's a lot of times my mouth has gotten me in trouble if I would have just zipped it instead of just letting it fall out, right? But certainly, certainly in the area of gossip, it's a great step for us to take. And I encourage you to begin to try to put this into practice. If you find yourself feeling like you need to share this choice morsel, ooh, I've heard something and I've got to get this out with someone, just ask yourself this question. Would I want somebody sharing similar information about me if I wasn't around? And don't be so quick to say, yeah, it wouldn't bother me, because you know it will. We don't like to be talked about when we're not there. Don't. Do it. Don't justify yourself that easily. This is another thing that Jesus teaches us in Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6. Jesus is saying, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And if you find yourself gossiping about somebody else and you ask yourself, would I want somebody sharing this same thing about me? The answer is likely no. Well, then don't do it. Shut your mouth. Close your mouth at that moment. And in these questions, we can begin to understand ways that we can begin to stop the gossip, to kill the gossip in our lives. So first, we're going to guard our ears, and then we're going to close our mouths. Lastly, we're going to examine our hearts. In the opening message of this series, I shared Jesus' words where he said, Out of the abundance of the heart, 
the mouth speaks. Or said another way, for whatever is in your heart determines what you're going to say. You see, you can guard your ears and you can close your mouth, but that doesn't address the motives behind why you felt the need to gossip in the first place. It changes the behavior, and that's a great start, but it doesn't change your thoughts, your feelings, your impression about the people around you. And so we want to get to that. Is it pride? Is it insecurity? Does it make you feel better at someone else's expense? Do you need to be known as someone in the know? uh, Does it make you feel relevant or important that you have this this bit of choice morsel to share with somebody? You see, if I can talk about somebody else's problem with their obsession, or if I can talk about somebody else's addiction, or somebody else's porn problem, or their bad marriage, if I can talk about all of their stuff, then I don't have to talk about my stuff, right? I can, I can just put that out there, deflect it all off of me, and put them out there, and I could step right over their stuff looking pretty good instead of opening my life and revealing my stuff to somebody. And that's a problem. That's a heart issue that just needs to be addressed. And you know what? Thankfully, we've all come to the right place. We've come here today to a church that believes and follows God, a God who loves us and accepts us just as we are with all of our stuff, whatever our stuff is. This church is filled with people who who know that we are all weak and frail and broken and have our stuff. And I know a lot of us don't like to hear that, but you know what? We are all broken in some way. Even if we're successful, we're broken in some way. And so we come honestly to God for forgiveness and healing, and we find significance and purpose in Him. Not that we're looking better than somebody else. We find it in Him. And so... We also try to help other people know and grow this God who loves them and encourages them towards that healing and transformation as well. And so that's why we encourage everybody to be involved in life groups, among other things. But life groups are an important part of that process of, of, of finding a place that we, we've designed to be safe and encouraging you towards following Jesus, encouraging you towards being honest. Now, don't freak out if you've not been to one. We don't expect that the first time you show up that you have to all of a sudden reveal your deepest, darkest secrets, okay? You can take some time to get to know people. But at the point you do feel like you're ready to begin to reveal some things, we believe that you will find you will be loved and accepted with what you have to share because the other people in the group also know that they've got equally broken things And we're there to encourage each other towards honesty and becoming like Jesus. You know what? God transforms our hearts. He heals us through his Holy Spirit working in us. He heals us through his word, the Bible. But he also works through his people to bring growth and healing in our lives. And so I just encourage you to jump in and move from gossip or whatever other label uh, identifies the brokenness, the stuff that you have, and move into an honest relationship with other people in the community and let God transform you. Again, remember that verse, walk with the wise and you will be wise. So surround yourself on purpose with people who will grow you, encourage you, 
uh, love you, accept you, but push you towards becoming more like Christ. Do that on purpose to address whatever your stuff is. And realize they've got their stuff too. So don't be afraid, oh no, they won't accept me because I have stuff. They have stuff. All right? We all have it. And if your stuff is gossip or anything else, I encourage you to grow with people to address that. As we get ready to close here, and as the worship team makes their way back up here, I just want to to just kind of drill down as we close and say, so instead of gossiping, instead of complaining, or instead of criticizing as we looked at uh, the previous weeks in, the, in this series, instead of using our words to build ourselves up at other people's expense, instead of doing that, let's do what the Bible says. It says this, but encourage one another daily as long as it's called today. As long as it's called today, don't put it off. Don't wait for tomorrow. Do it today. Do it now. Wake up each morning with an intentional plan to say, God, help me to encourage somebody today. Help me to, to not tear somebody down, but instead to build somebody up. Help me, God, not to share choice morsels that I have no business dealing with, and instead be honest with the person right in front of me and build them up. Make intentional plans of of finding words to encourage other people. Turn our complaints into praise, our criticisms into compliments, and our, our gossip into boasts about how God is good. Those are the types of words that should be coming out of our mouths. After last night, when I shared this message with the service last night, uh, a woman came up to me and uh, she wanted to thank me for the message. And she said this, it's good to see that I have more sin in my life than I realize. What a powerful phrase. What she was basically saying in essence is, is I want to be like Jesus and I need to have stuff worked out of my life. Stuff I didn't even realize that was there. And I think today probably more of us are walking out of here realizing, ooh, I do that more than I wish. God help me. Whatever your stuff is, you know, God calls us to be authentic and honest. He calls us to realize that we're not all that, that we are frail and weak, but he loves us still. And the psalmist writes, God, search my heart. Search my heart and see if there's anything that offends you. It may not be gossip. That may not be your issue. But the, the, the call to search my heart, God, is still important because there is some stuff you've got that God wants to work out of you so that you'll become more like him. And we want to be the kind of church that helps each other do just that. Let's be honest with each other and honest with our God and become more like him. Let's pray. Father God, First of all, thank you so much that you love us. In our weakness, you are made strong. In our frailty, you can be revealed as a God who lifts us up. You are a God who knows that we are tempted in so many ways, but specifically in this series with letting words come out of our mouth that don't honor other people and certainly don't honor you. Through our criticisms and complaints, through our gossip, God, we are revealing a heart that isn't fully devoted to you. And so, God, we pray for your forgiveness.
And beyond forgiveness, God, we pray for your strength to put steps into place that would help us live out a life more like you. Maybe that's just being honest. Maybe it's making intentional plans of of finding encouraging words. Maybe it's getting in a life group. Whatever the next steps are for each one of us, God, I pray that you would reveal that to us and that you would help us to take those next steps in obedience and faithfulness to you. Thank you, God, for your forgiveness. Thank you for your transforming power. Thank you for your healing and grace that you offer to us. We praise you and give you all that you deserve in a devotion of our life to you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys for being here today. Thank you for being part of this series. I just want to invite you to stand up right now as we end with one final song, a great Christmas song, Joy to the World. And I hope your heart is filled with joy instead of complaints. Let it be filled with praise this morning. Thank you for being here.